I wonder if you type in Amtrak, if it takes you to Amtrak. With a C? I'm doing it. Amtrak.com with a C. Uh, I'll find out. It's definitely some scam site, right? Yeah. It's going to be like, book book your tickets here. RailroadUSA.com. Amtrak schedule and prices related searches. Yeah. It's just Tate. like a, some squatting site. Yeah. Lame. I thought it was going to be more exciting. It would have been great if it was porn. <laughs> For the train, por- train porn. Train porn. Just yeah, I mean, trains going in and out of tunnels. Yeah, it's pretty sexy. It is. It's what I. <laughs> it's... Let's let's disconnect and get back together in time. Howdy, it's Sunday, September 18th, 2022, and this is episode 183 of Duke for a Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Eskin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Not the Ravens game today. <laughs> not the Ravens. The Ravens are definitely not good. If you did not follow. Actually, I think they're pretty good, but yeah, I mean, it's the game was pretty terrible. Getting really upset about the second week of the season yeah. is probably not the best idea, yeah. but that was nuts. Three touchdowns up and just couldn't stop anything in the fourth quarter. Pretty no. much it. No, very disappointing. We have not won 33 yet either. That's also two weeks into the season, which I don't even understand. I was told we win this like 50%. I mean, we won a lot last year, right? We did. We won a surprising amount of times. (sighs) So yeah, in 1783, first 1700s, I'm sure, in the history of this segment. Absolutely, because there would be no reason to talk about it before this. While the exact date of the first permanent settlement has never been determined, it's generally agreed that Jeremiah Leeds was the first to build and occupy a year-round residence on the island, building his home in 1783, according to the AtlanticCityExperience.org, which you have linked to. So there's at least one full-time resident of the Atlantic City Island. What's the island called? At that point? Or now? Uh, not not at that point. Now, yeah. I'm not sure. The Ventnor Margate Atlantic City Island? Is it Epsecan Island? Is it? I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> We're deeply shameful. Yeah, that's terrible. The worst podcast host. So there were residents before this, Native Americans, mm-hmm. but they were not year-round. So it is accurate to say that this is the first year-round resident. This isn't just some like whitewashing of being like, oh, then those Native Americans didn't even exist, uh, at least as I understand it. So there were like Native Americans that used it as their summer vacation place because you could only get to it by a boat. And I guess Jeremiah Leeds was like, that's fine with me, and just took his boat and set up a house and, and built. Legend, Jeremiah Leeds. So I know you were disappointed that you couldn't get Dr. Jonathan Pitney on Twitter, but you could surely get Jeremiah Leeds. Ooh, that's a good point. Hmm? There are a lot of leads in South Jersey, including huh? the leads of uh, Jersey Devil fame. Mama Leeds, is that it? Anyways. Also, it's your favorite Premier League side. That's true. I'm wearing a shirt that says Leeds on it just for this episode. There you go. So what happened in 1883? Salt water taffy was first sold, we think. So some some places say 1888, although most places say 1883. It seems like, I mean, this is all just a legend, so nobody even really knows if this actually happened. But you've probably heard the legend before if you listen to this podcast, which is that someone named David Bradley owned a candy shop on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. There was a big tropical storm. It flooded the candy shop. And all his, like, taffy and candy was all wet with seawater. And instead of chalking this up as a loss, he decided to sell it and jokingly call it saltwater taffy. And then all the other candy shops followed suit and was like, ha that's a good gimmick. 
So it's not actually clear if that's the date. It's not actually clear if this story is real. But that's the story that everyone tells about how it became saltwater taffy. Which is kind of gross, really. I don't want to eat that seawater taffy. Eh, I don't think it's that gross. Do you know what's in the ocean? Whales, fish, <laughs> doing their bathroom stuff? Yuck. It's not that gross. You you don't even have a response. Speechless. Go ahead. If you had, like, you know, a hot dog floating down the street in some tropical storm flood, you just pick up the hot dog and eat it. Because <laughs> that's basically what you're saying. Um, right? uh, down the street, I think, is a little bit different. <laughs> if it was floating in the ocean, it's, like, a little more legit, I think. But Also, candy and still, hot dog are... When you, when you put it that way, it, it does make it sound a bit worse. <laughs> If it was like a hot dog that I was holding and then I dipped it into the ocean, like, would I eat it then? Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, probably. A little bit salty. Just like taffy. It's just, you know, if it's already floating in the ocean, you know, you don't have any, like, provenance chain. You don't know where that hot dog's been. That's true. Yeah. Probably in a whale's butt. (laughs) (laughs) So, 1983. (laughs) We've called a lot of things the most important year in Atlantic City history. Yeah. You know. You could argue 1783, the first settler. We've talked about trains being very important. The first casino, the the legalization of casino gambling, all these things. Is 1983 truly the most important year in Atlantic City history? Probably. Because <laughs> both of your co-hosts were born in 1983. I don't think we even need to talk about the other like real <laughs> 1983 thing I have here. <laughs> I mean, we've already talked about hot dogs enough, so... <laughs> I had to be all self-aggrandizing and missed... The perfect segue, which is that in 1983, Wiener Wars happened. And you'd think that this is like some innocent thing or like some made for TV thing that was on the steel pier. No, it was gang warfare over hot dog carts in Atlantic City. It made the news. There was a New York Times article about it, which I'll read from right now. Undercover agents posed as hot dog vendors to investigate allegations of underworld infiltration of the lucrative pushcart business in this casino resort, the state police said this week as they announced the indictment of 12 men. Those named in the indictment, including a reputed enforcer for an organized crime group, were charged with conspiracy in trying to control the local vending industry through assaults and threats. And they also say it was a $6 million a year industry, these hot dog carts. I don't think it's as lucrative now because I've only ever seen like two hot dog carts in Atlantic City. I've bought a hot dog for sure, either outside of Caesars or Tropicana, but this was 15 years ago easily. You and I, one of my first trips, I want to say we were either at Caesars or Harrow's and we hopped out and ate at a hot dog cart. I think it was Caesars. There is a guy that stands outside the Harrow's too, yes. Yeah. I've seen him recently. I don't think I've seen anyone out near the boardwalks recently. Well, not on the, it was usually on yeah. like the Pacific Ave side or whatever, but... It's interesting, though, because it means that people were leaving the casinos to go to the hot dog cart. I mean, people know it's good in the hot dog carts. You live in New York. You should understand. Those hot dogs aren't good. What? No, the hot dog push cart hot dogs are bad. More bad takes. I like hot dogs a lot, but those are not good hot dogs. (laughs) I mean, you're paying for convenience. That's That's true. Yeah, you are. Did you watch the video, the news? I did not watch the video, video, unfortunately. I think when I looked at this story yesterday, I don't think the video was posted yet. Or maybe it wasn't. I just didn't look at it. Uh, you'll have to watch it later because it's right. just very 1980s news, anchor hair and stuff. And it's just worth it for that. The story itself, not I mean, I told you the whole story by reading directly from the New York Times. 
but the hair, let me tell you, amazing. So we did a casino trip. We did. We went to Maryland Live, so cheating yeah. on Atlantic City. We did. I don't know what to say about that. What did you think of your Maryland Live experience, your first one in like five years? It was nice. It was really nice. You spent a lot more time there than I did. Yeah, so I was there for like twice the amount of time that you guys yeah. were, I think, because you guys went to the longest baseball game in history because there was like 25 runs scored or whatever. Yeah. It was only like three and a half hours long. It was shorter than the average Yankees-Red Sox game. I mean, it was an Orioles-Red Sox game, but the Orioles game was bad. <laughs> they gave up a grand slam before they got an out. I think at that point, you already texted like, are you guys just coming to <laughs> the Maryland Live? And we stuck it out until the end. So what did you do there while we were, you know, watching the Orioles get destroyed? I basically got there, I don't know, 8 o'clock or so, and walked around a bit. It was very crowded when I got there. Um, stood in line to get a player's card, because my player's card expired in 2014, literally, and <laughs> none of the machines took it. So I stood in line at the player's desk, because all of the print-your-own-card kiosks were down, which was very annoying. Then... I found an open PyGao table, so I played PyGao for a couple hours, I think. PyGao poker. What was the minimum? 25. Oh, that's not too bad. Nope. I guess that's about what you expect. Yep. But when it's that crowded on a Saturday night, 50 would not be out of the question, I think. No, and it was it was quite crowded when I first got there. I was looking to get on a craps table, but all the craps tables were insane the whole night. So, uh, which... Did you catch what the limits were on those? Uh, I think they were also 25. Yeah, that sounds right. How was your PyGao poker experience? I mean, it's like not a very interesting game, but <laughs> dealer was, was fine about breaking even. Yeah, dealer was dealer was good. It's not like the horseshoe dealers who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> um, it was normal PyGao. It wasn't face up or anything, which I I far prefer. Yeah, same. I pretty much broke even. So the couple things that are nice, they had tea push carts like in Asia, which was very nice in the Asia area of Maryland Live, and not quite as nice as when they used to have like breakfast treats i guess at the caesar's asia room but, yeah uh, and they also used to have tea kind of in the corners that you could get yourself at caesar's did they get rid of that i think they've gotten rid of both those yeah oh, huh. i haven't at least i have not seen them in a long time i have not played in like a weekend morning which oh, that's is true. when they're both pretty big but i haven't seen them in a while so that was nice yeah it was it was good my dealers were good everything was totally fine about it, it was pie gal poker experience which like i said it's not the world's <laughs> most interesting game but they don't have tiles and everything else was pretty crowded or just wouldn't have been as breaking even-ish as, as Pikeout Poker. So that's what I decided to do. How did you do? I broke even. Perfect. Two hours yeah. of Pikeout, break even, yeah. get some tea. Sounds like a great time. I texted you guys at that point and I'm like, uh, I hadn't eaten dinner. And so I texted you and I'm like, are you guys going to want to eat? Because I, I'll eat now while you guys are on your way. This was at 10 or something. And you all said that you weren't going to be eating. So I ran to the noodle bar real quick and ate like a 15 minute meal. How was the noodle bar at Maryland Live? It was good. It was a noodle bar. It's what you would expect. It was very <laughs> fast service. And my food was okay. It could have been like the onions could have been cooked a little bit longer. <laughs> they were still like, you know, cleared up your nose and made your eyes water a bit because they were like a little bit on the oh. raw side. But uh, that was good. What'd it you was, get? It was good. Uh, Mongolian beef, I think. Oh, that sounds good. It was yeah. luck foo is what the restaurant is called. Yeah. So thought it was good. Though. It was, I mean, it's a bit expensive. I don't have comps there, obviously, because I yeah. haven't been in five years. So I had to pay cash and it was like 30 bucks, which is fine, I guess. But if it was all on uh, comps, it would be better. So then we got there and you were just finishing up. I, I think. just, I was, yeah, just, just finishing my, my food. And yeah, then what happened? We all had a very similar experience getting the cards. Like all, all our cards were expired and not working. 
a couple people were able to get the machines to work. I was not, so I just went to the desk, but there was only one person in line, so it was pretty fast. Got some cards. I don't know if those cards work at Philadelphia Live or not, or the other live casinos, because the number, your card numbers start with MD, so I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. We sort of popped around and looked for slots. I started out by playing some old Buffalo machine that was two cents a machine, two cent denomination. So it was like 80 cents a spin, which was the, the minimum. And I hit a bonus pretty quick and it just kept re-triggering and re-triggering. <laughs> and, and I got up to a hundred, what, 10,000 credits, I guess. So I was like, sweet, a hundred dollar bonus. And then I cashed out my ticket and it was a $200 bonus because I was, I forgot I was playing a two cent machine. <laughs> so then I was immediately up 200 bucks and that was nice. And then I was just giving it back the rest of the night. So we went and played some video poker. The video poker was not as terrible as I remember it. Yeah, it was 8-6 for me, which is not great, obviously, but it's fine. Yeah, so that was at, what, a dollar? A dollar. Denomination. I was playing 25-cent double-double bonus, I think. I think I looked it up, and it was just under 98% return, which is not great, but not as terrible as, like, the 7-5 jacks are better that was there last time we were there. Except that I just never won anything and blew through a hundred of my $200 profit in like, I don't know, 20 minutes or something. I feel like at this point, we're already almost at the end of our little uh, excursion to Maryland. Pretty much. Yeah. You guys weren't there very long at all. No, we went and played some Wonder Woman machines Mm -hmm. and it was fun. It was like the bullets and bracelets version that I said I didn't like that much, but I think once you get used to seeing the symbols, it's a little better. I still don't think it's as good as the OG Wonder Woman machines. And then you were ready to leave and everybody else was like, okay, we're going to go too. Well, Oh, no, everybody else was ready to leave. Yeah, everybody else. So the other car was leaving, and then it was going to be me and you and Paul. And I was like, and you had to go out to get your bags anyway. And I was like, do you guys just want to leave? I mean, if you don't need to walk all the way out to the garage and back, if we're going to stay for 20 more minutes. So we all left too. Yeah, so you had some tickets that you needed to go exchange for dollars. And Paul and I snuck off and played Rich Little Piggies. Yep. I somehow hit two bonuses in like two minutes and won like $10. You know, always nice to make a tiny bit of money. Mm-hmm. I think I ended up up $91, which I'll take, Yeah, you know, for a two-hour little excursion. And I was probably down a couple hundred bucks all from terrible, terrible slot machines. Because I think I was, I did fine in Pi Gal, I was about even, I was about even in, in video poker. Yeah, you got killed on that Buffalo machine. It, it wasn't, it was a Timberwolf machine. Oh, I, yes. I didn't yeah. get to actually play Buffalo, but right next to you. And then I think I, I lost like 100 on that, and I lost 100 on some other slot machine, so. Not Wonder Woman? I think I broke even on Wonder Woman. I think I was down 20 on Wonder Woman. Yeah. But it was fun. I got a bonus, and that's all I can really ask for. As long as you hear the song. I did not get a bonus, so. Like, if if I went to, say, Tony's Baltimore Grill, where they have jukeboxes, and every song was a quarter, and then it said the Wonder Woman song was $20, I'd pay the $20, which is basically what I did at the casino. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't think there's much more to say about Maryland Live. I agree. I thought it was very nice. Yeah. We went to the bar to get some drinks and they had like decent stuff on tap I it thought. was okay yeah the old fashions that paul and i got were surprisingly good for a casino bar they were 16 dollars, which is a lot mm-hmm. it would be nice if the drinks were a little cheaper considering they can't give them to you yeah that's what horseshoe did well at least in the in the diamond lounge or whatever they had like fairly cheap drinks right. to get around the the law that's what I would do if Back I was running before place. that was a, just a tragic place to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we drove right by the horseshoe coming out of the Orioles game mm-hmm. to go to... Maryland Life. Maryland Life. Maryland Life is nicer. 
it was nice. It's there's still something about it that feels very like generic to me. I think part of it is that it has a cheesecake factory. It does. By the way, for everyone, Heart's Broken, Bobby's Burger Palace, no longer there, unfortunately, has been walled off. Yeah, that is sad. Oh, Paul, my brother did go get, like, a cheesecake and some sort of apple thing. I know. From, I think, the deli? And it seemed like the lines for all those places were crazy long. Were crazy. Like, yeah, absolutely insane. I, however, got a McFlurry on the way home, which we were very jealous about after I dropped you and Paul off. Yeah, that would have been the better option. The cheesecake was fine. I mean, I did house that whole cheesecake. But, by the way, when I got to the McDonald's and was ordering on my phone, sitting in the drive-thru line. I had to buy one McFlurry, get one free. Oh! Uh, should have been like, you missed out, Craig. And certainly, if I were like 19, I would have literally bought two McFlurries for myself, but yeah. being that I'm slightly older than that, I'm like, no, no, it's like negative utility for me to get a second <laughs> McFlurry. Just one yeah. is enough. I mean, today we had this like big thing in our building, like end of summer party that they threw for everyone and they brought up an ice cream truck and there was free ice cream and the ice cream is so mediocre that i was like it's not even worth it i don't even need to go get my free ice cream because it's so not the, good the, the macros are bad so yeah as you know, you've told told me on stuff i'm eating before can't destroy my macros <laughs> as i sit here drinking beer <laughs> i mean really my thought was i can save those calories for a beer later <laughs> while we're recording the podcast ice cream is better much rather have ice cream uh i would have rather have good ice cream but that's not what was being offered I mean, here. Come on. Me and you have sat and eaten some shit haagen before. haagen is not bad. Eh, it come on. made me feel really bad later. That I mean, it's no McFlurry, but what is? Yeah, McFlurries are amazing. Yeah, they're just the best. I think a Blizzard is like maybe a little bit better, but... Oh, a Blizzard's amazing. For for the convenience sake, McFlurry is like pretty much where it's at. Because it's like 2 or $3 cheaper and like much easier to get. And Yeah, I never see a Dairy Queen. Yeah. They're definitely rare around here. So that's Maryland Live. I would go again. I think, really, next time we go to a casino in Maryland, you have to go to National Harbor. It's it's inconceivable you haven't been yet. I'm never going to go. It's never going to happen. I haven't been in a couple of years, so. Yeah, I'll never go. I certainly haven't been since before the pandemic. I'm a Maryland Live guy now. This is now a Maryland Live podcast. <laughs> Until one of us goes to Atlantic City next. Yeah. When is that going to happen? Tomorrow? No, Tuesday? <laughs> Probably whenever probably. people are listening to this podcast, yeah, probably. you will be in Atlantic City because I think that this will go up on Tuesday. Yes. So I, I guess for a little bit of the backstory, you were supposed to go a, a week from now and then you ended up not being able to go, which I believe we talked about on the last episode. Yep. So you kept your room and we were going to go next weekend and then you just said you couldn't do it with a bunch of other stuff you've got going on. Oh my goodness. There's like so much. We have back to school stuff. <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, uh-huh. kids' birthday party, Saturday, soccer, Saturday. Yeah, it's nuts. Anyways, it's ridiculous. Yeah. My life so, is chaos. So, so anyways. A- a- anyway, yeah. Craig, <laughs> Craig said he could not go to Atlantic City this weekend. And I was like, well, I've already gotten permission. Should I try to go? And so I, I, talk, yes. I talked to my wife about it. And she's like, well, if you oh, everything's the same, you should just go during the week when it's easier for me because I won't have to watch the kids at all, which I wholeheartedly agree with. So I'm like, maybe I'll go Tuesday, Wednesday, which are the best days for me to kind of take off and go. So I will be in Atlantic City. I, I booked uh, a new room for me, which was one of the things I, I really wanted to do. So I am in an atrium suite in Harrah's. Which I believe are recently renovated. Yes, they are recently renovated, according to the website. So I'm looking forward to a full report. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to do, but it'll be good. You'll be at the marina. I'll be at the marina. I will probably go to the boardwalk 
and swing by Piccadilly, I would think, before yeah, it closes. You have to. We'll get to that in a second. No other plans. I have no other plans. I will try to eat a couple meals at the Harrah's because we don't have many reviews or, you know, haven't eaten anything there in a while. When, what's your timeline? How long will you actually be in Atlantic City? I think I'll be there for about 24 hours. Oh, I, that's pretty good. I suspect I'll get in at like my normal time, 12 or 1, and I'll, I guess, less than 24 hours. I'll be home at like 12 or 1. So I'll, I'll probably leave at like 9 or 10 in the morning and get there at 12 or 1 the day before. So it'll be good though. Yeah, that's not too bad. I'm taking completely off on Tuesday. I'm just dropping the kids at, at daycare and then I'll go as soon as traffic clears up in this area. Are you excited? When, have you been to Atlantic City Solo ever? I don't think so, actually. No, I, I, it's crazy. I've been to Vegas by myself, but I, I don't think I've been to Atlantic City by myself, which is crazy when I think about it. It is crazy. How was your Vegas solo experience? I liked it a lot. Did I mean, it was it was it was a long time ago. Yeah, it's just gambling. Well, so the story behind that was I was supposed to go with one of my friends, and then he canceled. And then another of my friends is like, "Yeah, I'll be able to go or whatever," and he canceled like very last <laughs> second. And I'm just like, "Oh, you got it. I could go or not go." And this, I had comp rooms at the Hilton then, which is the International, or I don't well, I don't know what it is now, but what's the Hilton West Westgate? Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, I ended up going just by myself and had a pretty good time. Played a bunch, got to ride around, visit up a whole bunch of stuff. So it was a good trip. I've been to Vegas where we got stuck out there a couple extra nights and everybody else managed to get out like 24 yeah. hours before I did. And that was like a miserable 24 hours. Oh, really? And I think if it was me now, I would like it more. I mean, part of that is that I have kids. Right. So the solo thing is much more enticing. I but mean, I as you know... Whenever we used to go to Vegas, I would always go out like one or two nights early and yeah. stay like an extra night at the end. So, yeah, I mean, I think part of it was like, you know, I bring a gambling budget for a set amount of nights. Uh -huh. And so I had already sort of like used whatever I wanted to use. Like I didn't really want to lose a bunch more money. At that time, I wasn't listening to a bunch of Vegas podcasts and didn't really have a great concept of like all this stuff that I would just go do. Whereas now it's like, you know, I would have endless amounts of stuff to do if I was solo in Vegas. And so same thing with Atlantic City. Like I've always sort of thought it, it would be weird because of that experience in Vegas. Like I've always thought, oh, it's kind of like, I don't know, depressing to be solo and just wandering around alone. But I don't feel that way at all now. And I've actually had a couple times in AC where I've stayed. I think I've stayed an extra night once, but I've definitely had a few times. You've, it's been more than that, I think. Well, I think I've stayed later, much later into the night than you mm. have a bunch of times. And it's always fine. Like, I always just, you know, check stuff off the list I want to do. I went to a show once. I think you'll have a great time, but I think you'll probably mostly just gamble. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I agree. I'm planning on treating this like kind of like how I treated gambling in the old days, which is like, if I want to go somewhere else, I'll go somewhere else. That'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I will put some play in at Harris, but yeah, I'll just basically do what I want. I mean, I'll gamble some for like an hour, probably on wednesday morning i guess it'll be which i've not done for a little while because i'm like eh, i might ruin my adt yeah but yeah i mean we used to really it. casino hop like crazy because we didn't care about yeah. the adt and all that stuff at all like we really just went to ac and walked down the boardwalk and we we're like ah, i'm tired of valleys let's go to caesar's let's go to atlantic club like we just bounced around like crazy and i feel like we haven't done that nearly as much the only thing that worries me is, is like I said, I would like to play in Harris a little bit, and I'm like, am I really going to want to spend that much time in, in Harris Casino, which is, like, not the greatest? Like, <laughs> is everything going to be closed on a Tuesday and kind of... Ooh. It's not off-season, but it's, like, getting there, so... Uh, yeah, I wonder. I, I'm interested to hear, like, how many restaurants are closed and stuff. Yeah. 
yeah so we'll see what's open i don't i don't even know what what breakfast options they have honestly but we'll find out we'll have a whole trip report next episode there will be a trip report you can just do a solo episode just no i don't think so (laughs) doesn't sound like a thing i'll do anything else you want to say about your trip well, obviously, I said I was going to try to swing by Piccalilly before it closes, because unfortunately, Piccalilly is being sold, and it sounds like it's going to close. When I was reading the article, it didn't say what year it opened. It just said it had been open for 30 years. And I was typing it in, and it was like, opened in 1972. And I was like, that's not 30 years. That's 50 years. It's 1992. But when you say 1992, that sounds so recent. It's like 1992. Like, oh, it only opened in 1992? It's not weird. We're getting, getting older. It's only going to sound more and more ridiculous as time goes 30 on. Thirty years. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be very weird when stuff in two thousand. Snap our fingers, and then it's yeah. going to be like fifty-five years ago in nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. Well, hopefully, anyway, because I hope I'm still alive then. <laughs> yeah. No, or like when something closes, and it's like this is the longest standing thing in Atlantic City. It opened in two thousand and two. I mean, oh. I I do get a chuckle when I go to restaurants now, and it's like you know blah 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 since 1997 and i'm just like wait is that a long time ago yeah 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 no i'm always thrown off and i always just think it's like 2000 like so this is a perfect example of that but so from a an article or i guess a sound thing whatever you know it's radio they do sound things from wpg radio a source close to the piccoli pub told us yesterday not us wpg radio <laughs> that the name of the new establishment is slated to be known as King's Place. Uh, they're saying it's going to be a different thing entirely. It's not going to be some yeah. wing joint dive bar. If I had to speculate, I'd say King's Place is either going to be Caribbean or African food, but I have no idea. That would be my guess from the name. Speculation? Total speculation. It's important to note that you can still get Piccalilli wings at two places. Piccalilli Inn in Shamong, New Jersey. I have no idea if I'm saying that right. And... Donnie Russell's Pick 3 in Medford, New Jersey, the home of Medford Messi, Leeds United's own Brendan Aronson. I think I need to make a road trip to Medford, pay my respects to... <laughs> the Piccalilli and Brendan Aronson? And, and Brendan Aronson, yeah. How far away is that from you? It's between Philly and Atlantic City. Oh. Oh! Yeah, yeah. All right. Donnie Russell is like the... I think he was like the third generation of, of people running these Piccalilli Wings places. He recently died. And so I think that sort of has set on the path for Piccalilli closing. I'm guessing that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Anything else to say about the Piccalilli? All right. Yeah, I've just looked it up. Medford and Shemong are a bit north to be like way out of the way for me. So unfortunate. Uh, so any th- any thoughts, favorite things you remember about the Piccalilli? Me eating the wings there? <laughs> <laughs> and a, a cold Miller Lite. Uh, no, I don't know. It's always like an entertaining crowd, I think, in there pretty much all the time. The last couple times we've went, it's been a bit quieter in there than I'm used to. It has been very quiet the last couple times. They were out of wings last time we went. They were out of wings, which was pretty terrible. And everything else we ordered was like fairly mediocre, yeah. honestly. So We did notice that they had a for sale sign on the door. They did have a for sale sign also online that, that I saw yeah. linked to, so... And they were out of wings, and we still were never like, this place is probably closing soon. Like, yeah. that never clicked into my mind even for a second. Like, I was like, surely someone will just buy this and run it as the Piccalilli. Like, no one would close the Piccalilli. It's a real shame. It is. It was good wings. I'm glad that you can still get them someplace. Hopefully those yeah. other two ones are doing well. And, and uh, Yeah. I will try to go to the Piccalilli in two days. You have to. 
All right, I will do my best. Get some wings. Get some wings. Hopefully they're not out. What if they're out of wings and you uh, just never... I, I will know better and I will not order anything else. You will go to Shamal. I will drink my Miller Lite and I will leave. And get in the car and go straight to Manford, New Jersey. I will not do that either. So, no segue. Bar one can never just be bar one again at resorts. It's always got to be a pop-up concept. And the next one is the pink pumpkin from tomorrow, September 19th. To October 30th, not the 31st, a Halloween-themed bar with a breast cancer awareness twist. I will be able to go if you want me to, you know, do some reporting on the ground. That's true. I don't think you really I'm not gonna go. no. need to go to the yeah. Pink Pumpkin. Yeah. That's good, because I'm not. Uh, I like that they're doing this stuff. I thought it was less tacky in person. It was fine when we went last time. Yeah. Until I got COVID. Um, that's true. <laughs> Probably from the bar one. Uh, I do like the bar one, though. I, I feel like every time I go and sit at the bar one, I enjoy myself. Part of that, I think, is that I hit a royal at resorts and just went straight to the bar one and ordered a cocktail. And I was just like, this is amazing. Got a royal. I'm up $1,000 getting a cocktail, talking to the bartender. I was the only one there. It was nice. That was also like... No tax forms. Post-COVID. Yeah, no tax forms. Not post-COVID. It was like during COVID when they had the thing up saying like, no dancing. At the bar one. I don't know. Can you dance at the bar one now? Will you be able to dance at the Pink Pumpkin? Yeah, I think you can You can dance there. People aren't doing stuff for COVID. You may get Come COVID on. as you experience. As, as I proved. The, lo- the lawyers are telling me that, that I you can't say that it was definitely yes. the bar one that gave Jeez. me COVID. But... Any other thoughts? I don't think we have anything else except for data. Uh, data. Data, 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 data. So... Before we get into it, it was very ironic that you said we had some questions to get to, and one of them was someone asked us to post our data on the website so people can follow along as we're talking about it. Yes. Pat G said, can you post on your website the infamous monthly revenue and quarterly profit tracking spreadsheet? I'm a numbers guy, but I need to look at them. And so now you've done that without even seeing this I question. I did not even see this question, <laughs> but I sent Craig yesterday. I had something written down to, one, I had to update all the data from 2021, all the income data from 2021, because I hadn't done it yet. And so I did it like, you know, seven or eight months after it came out. No, no, like six months after it came out. So that got updated, and then I uploaded it to the website. So if you look on the website, you should be able to see our data spreadsheet now linked both in line in an article in Do For Win, and there's also just a link to the Google Sheets. Is it under the Resources tab now? It's under the Resources tab. All right. It should all be there. Hopefully you can can touch it up. You can make the title maybe a bit snappier. You know, you can work your magic on it a little bit, but... You you sent me the link to it, and I was like, I must have forwarded these questions to him, because (laughs) otherwise, why would he have done this? But no, just serendipity. Just like the restaurant in Ocean. So, should we talk some about this data that we've now posted on the website? A little bit. I mean, I, I will say, month over month, everyone except for resorts is down. Yeah. Uh, but well, we've talked you know, about August not being really better than July. It's, typically. It's, it's not that crazy of a month. And we've also talked about how July was a five-weekend month and August was four. So, that seems normal. All things considered, I mean, it's it's... Same old, same old as what we've been seeing. It's it's up a bit. It's up it's up a bit less from 2021, though I don't know if that was a five-weekend month or not. It was not. Uh, than the other months have been so far this year, but it's just a, a solid month. Yeah, not bad. Borgata came in by far in first. <laughs> just killed everyone. $72 million. Yeah. Then Hard Rock with 46, and Ocean was in third with 36 and a half. Yeah. 
And then at the bottom, we had Bally's with 15 and Golden Nugget with 12, which is really terrible. So yeah, 12 is bad. 12 is bad for August, yeah. They were down by far the most, 18.6%. Borgata was up 38.2%. year over year. Their August number last year was obviously, like, abnormal. It was way lower than their September number, even, so. And October number. Oh, yeah, weird. So, they just had a, a horrific August last year for, must have been just bad luck. Yeah, they just bounced back. Uh, huge gap to Hard Rock. Hard Rock basically flat. A few casinos basically flat. Resorts within 0.2% of last year. Mm. Bally's was up 1.79%. And then we get... CET doing awful, as always. So we talked about Golden Nugget down 18%, but yeah, then we've talked about this story all year long. You know, Caesars down 12.7%, Harris down 10.5%, Tropicana down 10.5%. Like, it's not great. Golden Nugget down 20%. <laughs> it's not 20, it's 18.6. Let's not shovel it on them even more but yeah i i mean i think yeah more of the same 4.4 percent. it's not amazing it's not bad i don't have too much else to say about it yeah it's just you know same story it's been all the time borgata hard rock and ocean are good kind of everyone else is like kind of not that good yeah yeah i'm interested to see september with the holiday weekend and stuff i'll be interested to see how things go over the next year or two it does seem like there are capital expenditures being made again at the Caesars properties by, by all accounts. They're refurbishing a lot of rooms, which will help. But as we saw on the way down, like it probably took longer than it should have for people to stop going. So I think it's going to take longer than it should maybe for people to start going again. But we'll see. Who knows? I think that's a really good point. Like that <laughs> for all the lack of, of investment that Caesars made to the point that I think it was the CRDA or the Casino Control Commission even pointed out like it's ridiculous how little they're investing in their properties uh, when others are, are investing much more that, yeah, it took so long for them to really feel that hit. And in a weird way, it's sort of like a sports team that has a huge following. It takes a long time of really sucking for the attendance to go down, like same mm -hmm. type of thing. So um thinking about the Orioles here. Yes. <laughs> and by, by the way, they're by all accounts pretty good and attendance is just awful right now. So it'll take them a while to get back. I up. mean, it's way, way better than it was last season. Sure, but believe me, I still see plenty of, if I just happen to be looking somewhere, it'll say, like, Orioles tickets from $5 for tonight's game or whatever, yeah. all the time. It's baseball and it's September, so. Yeah. That's the data. Do you want to talk about profits? I don't have a whole lot to talk about. I think we've talked a little bit about it already. But okay. I just want to say, if you are looking at the spreadsheet, just to give you some idea of, of how I've done this, the profit is split into three different tabs. Some of the casinos, uh, a little bit more than half, include brick and mortar and online revenue together under the same company. But some of them split it out into like a brick and mortar side and an online side. And basically the casinos that split it out, I have separated their brick and mortar income and online income into different tabs. And then I aggregate it all together in all in income with the caveat that before 2021, the Caesars online income was split evenly between the three Caesars casinos, which was Bally's, Caesars, and Harrah's. And then kind of after 2021, it's split evenly between the three Caesars casinos, which is <laughs> Caesars, Harrah's, and Tropicana instead. So, Oh, what a mess. Yeah. But I've, I've taken care of all that, so like I said, if you just look at the all-in income, you can see everything. The only casino which lost money in 2021, or by EBITDA at least, was Bally's, but it's not surprising considering they just bought the property in, I think, yeah. December of 2020. So uh, you'd expect that they would have to spend a bunch of money the first year. Everyone else, frankly, did quite well. Good to hear. Mm -hmm. Online and sports, it's how everybody's making their money, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly, it doesn't hurt, but even if you look at just brick and mortar, like, their profitability is, is okay. You know, some some people, it's not all that great. Like, you know, resorts only made, whatever, $27 million. Like I said, Bally's lost money. Golden Nugget only made 35 which is actually shocking, considering how badly they're doing. Though that was last year, when they weren't quite doing as badly, so... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this, but it is there for you to look at if you want to. I probably could organize this a bit better so it's more readable, but this was not really intended for publishing. So we'll see if I go back in and, and try to tidy it up a little bit. And yet it is published. Or, or we get our spreadsheet expert guy to go in and, and go in and tidy it up for us. Whoever that may be. <laughs> Whoever it is. Yeah. <laughs> the third person who has access to our spreadsheet. That is true. Yes. Editing access. So... We mentioned one of Patchy's questions. Indeed. He has three others. I think we should save a couple of them. But okay. I think you have some answers to this one. He asked, has Gao Tiles disappeared from most AC casinos? I taught myself the game over the past couple of months from Wizard of Odds and a practice app. I was confident enough to sit down at a table, but when I looked for it, I couldn't find it. Granted, the only place I asked was resorts. And the pit boss said they used to have it, but no longer. And in Ocean, he only saw Baccarat. So what is your experience looking for Pi Gao tiles in Atlantic City? It's becoming less prevalent everywhere. Like, frankly, like I said, down in Maryland, they used to have it in... I don't know about Maryland Live, but they certainly used to have it in Horseshoe. And yeah. it's... Actually, is it gone from there? There might still have one in the Asia room, but it, it is cutting back. Uh, in resorts, yes, they did definitely used to have it. I have played it at resorts, but it was not there last time I went. Uh, Ocean should still have one in the Asia room. I played that last time as an Ocean, which was just a couple months ago. So if you actually go into the Asia area, like into the weird walled, but not like solidly walled Asia room, it is like Baccarat right when you first walk in. But if you keep walking and it's like the last table on the left, I think... Is a tile stable? Did Hard Rock ha not have tiles last time we went? Hard Rock has tiles. Yeah, no. We walk when we walked through. Hard Rock had tiles because okay. it was a ton of baccarat. It was also just a lot of people in the in the Asian. Oh yes, room, that's so. true. And a lot of plexiglass still, which is just like very off putting for me. <laughs> Though I got COVID probably from the plexiglass at Hard Rock. It, well, you shouldn't have licked the plexiglass. If you just go into a place with plexiglass, you get COVID. Everyone knows that. As soon as you see it, yeah, you <laughs> lay eyes on the plexiglass. That's stale air, you get the COVID. So not totally gone. Uh, it's not totally gone. Caesar should still have it in their Asia room, though I haven't checked that in a while. Tropicana always has one kind of right at the entrance of their Asia room, like the first table on the right yeah. is normally tiles. Bally's, I have no idea if they have it or not. I don't think Golden Nugget. I don't think I've ever seen it there. Harris, I will be able to tell you about next episode. Borgata definitely has it. I played it last time I went within the last year. Yeah, so. and it's just on the normal floor in Borgata. Yeah, their Asia room is on the normal floor, so... Yeah. It's just a section of tables. Yeah. So it, it is still around. Uh, the one place I can think of that it definitely left was resorts. They did used to have a table, but yeah, it's a lot of Baccarat now at resorts. Like a lot of Baccarat. It's the game. Yeah, I'll be able to tell you about Harris. Harris is somewhere I'm worried that they're not going to have tiles open on this Tuesday, but we'll see. We will see, or you will see. Yeah, because I don't think they have an Asia room either. So they're, they're, uh, yes, they're just out so. on the floor. Any last thoughts? No. Uh, nothing you want me to close it up go for it all right if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners you can do so at our facebook group facebook.com slash group slash do for a win find all of our great content and buy a shirt at do for win.com reach out to craig on twitter at do for win or me at kyle askin and send craig questions to do for win at gmail.com so he can slowly portion them out on future episodes you gotta ration them out you can't just <laughs> you blow can't your load all at once, once. no yeah. 
we have nothing to talk about after the episode. No movies, no shows, <laughs> just nothing. It's nice. So it's just done. Yeah. You set the over under at 10.30, it's 10.27. There we go. The yeah. unders have it. Quite, quite good. Well, thank you guys very much. Hopefully we'll have a trip report for you. You know, keep your fingers crossed for, for next time. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all in a couple weeks. Hopefully you don't get COVID again in Atlantic City. Or, just ruin, ruin my microphone. Or, or knock your mic off the table. <laughs> all right. Thank you all very much. Oh, God, my water just spilled everywhere. <laughs> oh, f- I'm so wet. <laughs> After all the strain talk. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, anyways. It's going to be an uncomfortable podcast for me. After all the strain talk.